Hello and welcome to Trivia UK for people who love to quiz. Play along at home and see if you can beat the guests on today's show. Hello and welcome to the very first Trivia UK podcast. I'm your host David. I've been joined today by Rob, Ray, Dave and Karen. Going to go over to you first, Rob. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Dave. Excellent, you? very good. Introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, what would you like to know? <laughs> what would you like to share with us? Um, I can give you some random statistics. I'm six foot three. Very nice. I'm 33 and a half. Lovely. I've got blue eyes. Fantastic. It's not a dating profile, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is how it's going to work for... Oh, no, you're, you're married. You're married, yeah, you're married, married. yeah, never mind. Um, Ray, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent, very good. Uh, looking forward to the quiz? Uh, I am indeed. I'm intrigued about how this is going to work out. Mm. Um, so out we are. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, um, some facts? Do you want some facts? Want uh, some yeah, facts? go on, give us a fact. Well, I'm shorter than Rob. <laughs> very good. <laughs> and I don't have blue eyes. Oh, okay. Excellent. Good to know. Dave, how are you? I'm marvellous, thank you. And yourself? I'm not bad, thanks, yeah. Are you enjoying lockdown? I'm surviving it. <laughs> um, I'm jeebus when anyone says that they're enjoying it, but I'm, I'm getting through it. Yeah, excellent. And finally, my Maybe wife... Beer, beer deliveries every day. Um, <laughs> my fact is that Rob's got two inches on me, apparently. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to go into that. Too much information, Dave. Oh, dear. <laughs> And, and final person is my wife, Karen. Karen, how are you? I am good, thank you. Excellent. Are you enjoying lockdown? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Apart from having to uh, spend all my time with this one over here. Okay, that's minus 10 for Karen's team. Good. Okay, today's game is going to be Rob and Karen versus Ray and Dave. So it's the Battle of the English teachers versus the science teachers, the vegetarians versus the non-vegetarians. I'm hesitant to say the youngies <laughs> v the oldies. As well. Oh, it's hair versus no yeah, hair as well. It's the baldy stick today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, let's start the quiz. Nice and simple. Each question is worth one point. There will be two rounds of ten questions, followed by a special midpoint question, which can be worth anything up to five points. There will then be two more rounds of ten, but the final round is in evil mode, which I'll explain more about later on. Okay, question one, the topic is let's have a dance. Which film features a very famous dance scene set in the fictional restaurant Jack Rabbit Slims? That's which film features a very famous dance scene set in the fictional restaurant Jack Rabbit Slims? Are we good to lock in, Rob? I think we're confident. I think we're confident. Okay, so they've locked in, Ray and Dave. Yeah, we can lock in there. I'm happy with that one, yes. Okay, um, Karen, what did you guys say then? Oh God, are we answering it now? Yeah. Um, Well, now (laughs) I feel bad in case I've got it wrong and Rob's going to be like, oh no, what he said. I put Pulp Fiction. Okay, Pulp Fiction, Ray and Dave. I put Pulp Fiction, as you can see, I'm not cheating. Okay. We trust you, don't worry. You're both off to a flying start. The answer is Pulp Fiction. Very well done. I'm going to tick it. Okay, question two. Keep up is the topic. A Kardashian has a kid aged two called True. This is a haiku. (laughs) 
that's um, so, so I want the name of the Ka- the Kardashian that I'm talking about. I'll say that again. A Kardashian has a kid age two called True. This is a haiku. Rob, I am all over this. I can lock this in. <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay, so Karen has locked in. Over to let's let's hear Ray and Dave's discussion on this Kardashian. Well, there's a group of people called Kardashians. I'm aware of them. I know their first names all begin with a K. So there's Kim, Chloe, Chloe, and I think there's one more, but I'm not sure because I'm not. I think I'm there's loads more. I'm not a fan of no. that kind of popular culture, unfortunately. Fabulous businesswomen, just saying. Right. Oh, in which case, Chloe. Is it Chloe? I think it's Chloe. You know, lucky I've got no other knowledge. I've just presumed the kids would have equally bonkers names, so it could be any of them. Yeah, we'll go Chloe. Okay, so they've locked in with Chloe. Karen, you locked in pretty quick there. What do you I think? Did. I locked in with Chloe. And Chloe is the correct answer. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> Good pop culture knowledge, Ray. Right? Yeah, excellent know. work, excellent work. Um, well, it, was, it, was, it was thanks really there to Karen giving the clue. Oh, so poor thank Karen. You, thank you for helping clues. us out there. What did I? Um, no, Karen said they're all excellent businesswomen, actually. I think missed and, um Sorry, Rob. For those people who are listening who don't know, a haiku um, is a Japanese poem with um, 17 syllables with a 575 format. I thought I'd share with you my favourite haiku, which is by John Cooper Clark. It goes, To convey one's mood in 17 syllables is very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It is a good one, that answer. Question three, the topic is sport. Who did Billie Jean King beat in the famous 1973 Battle of the Sexes? That's who did Billie Jean King beat in the famous 1973 Battle of the Sexes? Can anyone lock in straight away? No. No. Okay. It's somewhere in my head, but I don't feel like I'm going to get it. It's somewhere in my head too. If you couldn't have asked it the other way round, we would have all got Billie Jean King. Okay, Ray and Dave, what are you guys saying? We're going for Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> One of my favourites. Very good. Um, Rob and Karen, what have you guys decided to go for? So, Rob, would you like to take the take the reins? Um, we think it's Boris McEnroe. <laughs> Boris McEnroe. <laughs> I love Chinese. Oh, too great. Well, even I know it wasn't him. <laughs> Um, I'm afraid I'm not awarding points to anyone. You're on the right lines, though, Dave and uh, Ray. It's Bobby Riggs. Oh, ah, that that's what no said in your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Riggs. <laughs> okay, question four. The category is war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sticking with 1973, which war of that year lasted less than three weeks and was named after a religious holiday? That's sticking with 1973, which war of that year lasted less than three weeks and was named after a religious holiday? Okay, Karen, what have you locked in with? I've locked in with Battle of the Ramadan. Okay, and Dave, you think you got it? What do you think it is? I think I could be well out, but my instinct said Yom Kippur War. It is the Yom Kippur War. Very well done. I have not heard of that. Question five, the category is The Final Frontier. Which space station did British astronaut Helen Sharman visit in 1991? That's which space station 
did Helen Sharman visit in 1991? Okay, Karen and Rob, what have you locked in with? Uh, Rob has made the very intellectual sounding suggestion of me. Okay, and Ray and Dave? We're also going me up with it being that sort of time zone, the ISS wasn't really happening. Very good. Yeah, I think ISS was maybe 98-ish, possibly. Um, yeah, both correct. Well done. Points Yay. all round. Mia, very well done. Thanks, Rob. Question six. The category is, you're too short to play him. Which author created the character Jack Reacher? That's which author created the character Jack Reacher? Yes. Okay, so Karen's locking it in. Straight away. I'm locking in. And Ray's in. locking in. Okay, right. Um, Karen, what have you said? Lee Child. And Ray? Lee Child. Points oh, all round again. Very oh, well done. Rob, any idea on that as an English teacher? No idea. Good, <laughs> I was equally oblivious. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Question seven. The category is, how out of date is your map? Which capital city used to be called Edo? That's which capital city used to be called Edo? E-D-O. I was going to ask if you could spell it for me. Okay, Ray and Dave, what do you think? Uh, well, we, we, we have a kind of an answer, um, just for comedic effect. It's not um, Edo, it's actually pronounced E-do. And since, you know, people are uh, more aware of women's lib and feminism and so on, it's now called She-do. Ah, okay. Oh, I like very it. Very good, very good. I do love me some feminism. And Karen? <laughs> um, we went less on the lines of hilarity and more on the lines of we've just guessed Tokyo because we've heard of it. Okay, and I can reveal the correct answer is Tokyo. Get out! <laughs> Are we going to marry oh, you? sat next to the answers as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. That was such a guess. Yes, Rob. Smashing it. Question 8. The category is Tricky Dicky. Although spelt slightly differently, which Simpsons character was named after Richard Nixon's middle name? That's, although spelt slightly differently, which Simpsons character was named after Richard Nixon's middle name? Okay, Ray, have you locked locked in? You've locked yours in, okay? I think we're locked in. I mean, I've guessed. Oh, you like The Simpsons? You can talk out loud now, guys, because they've locked in. I've not got a, I've not got a guess here. Okay. So if you've got something in I've mind, I've got something. Okay, Kevin, what have you said? I've put Millhouse. Okay, Ray and Dave. Millhouse. Millhouse Nixon. Very yeah. good. Points all round. Yeah, I only know it off the. This is so dweeby. I only know it off the president, not off the Simpsons. <laughs> Loser. Okay, question nine. Food, glorious food. What type of pastry is used to make baklava? That's what type of pastry is used to make baklava. I'm locking it in, Rob. Okay. I think I know it, Ray, but I'd like to talk through my pastries with you just to check my thinking. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to rule out short because I'd, I'd use that for making me pies. Mm-hmm. So it's somewhere between phyllo and puff. And oh, I'm thinking. What were the it, layers? Yeah, right, that, that was my thinking. So lots of little phyllo's go down, then some nuts on top, and some honey stuff. And some more feelery stuff. Yeah, let's go with feelery. Recipe corner, feelery going for. <laughs> Filo from recipe corner. Okay. Um, that sounds delicious. Karen? I've also put feelery. Excellent. Points all round. The answer is feelery. Woohoo! Okay, the final question in round one. Question 10 is on board games. How many points would the word quiz score in the English version of Scrabble, just assuming that they're all on regular spaces? So that's how many points would the word quiz score 
in the English version of Scrabble, assuming all tiles were placed on regular spaces. Okay, I don't know these. <laughs> Do you, Rob? Um, I'm just... I feel like you're scrabbly as a person. I'm quite confident, Ray, but I, I won't mind a verification Can chat thing. Okay, tell you what, um, Rob, if you want to lock your answer in, I think Karen's leaving it to you, and then yeah, we can listen in to what Ray and Dave have got to say. <clears throat> you locked in, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'll lock in, yeah. Okay, go on, Ray and Dave, then. You and I are both ones, and I think both the Q and the Z are worth 10. Does that sound right? It's for 22. So I don't know if the Q is 8. Oh. Because Q, Z and X are biggies, aren't they? I thought, for some reason, I thought they were all the same. But I've not played in a while. Well, I'm happy to go with your gut instinct. We're not going to do an average, because that would just be carnage. <laughs> it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going 22. 22. Okay, Rob, cool. what did you lock in? Two, two little ducks, 22. <laughs> two little ducks. Excellent. Rob? Um... We've got a, I've got a bit higher than that. I've gone 28. 28. Ooh. The correct answer, actually, Dave had it spot on. It's 22. 1-1, 10-10. Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Thank you. Excellent. Very well worked out. Okay. At the, um, at the end of the first round, then, the scores are Karen and Rob with seven and Ray and Dave with eight. Ooh. Very close We're game. Still in it. Let's start round two. The first question is on War of the Roses. In 1471, Edward of Lancaster became the only heir apparent to the English throne to die in battle when he was killed during the Battle of Tewkesbury. Who was his father? And that's, again, in 1471, Edward of Lancaster became the only heir apparent to the English throne to die in battle when he was killed during the Battle of Tewkesbury. Who was his father? And I'll need the regnal name and number. I'm relatively confident, Ray, but again, won't mind a chat through. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I can figure it out. Go on then, Rob, you figure it out, because I zoned out when I heard it was his again, David. It's, um, so it was the, he died in 1471, and I want to know who his father was. So it's Edward of Lancaster's father. Um, Karen, you're leaving it to Rob for this one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I know so... what I'd guess. Rob, if you want to lock in then, and then Ray and Dave, we can listen in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll lock in. Okay, Ray and Dave. My thoughts was that if he was heir to the throne, um, Richard III died around that time as well, didn't he? Hmm. No. <laughs> I don't know why I'm humming there with the hmm, because I, <laughs> I don't actually know. This isn't my strong suit, so... Well, Richard III was the last... British king to die in battle, and it was at that battle, so that's what we're oh, a battle around that time. Okay. Okay, you locking him? Yeah. Okay, with what, sorry? Richard the Third. Richard the Third, Rob? Uh yeah, I guess I've got I've got to agree. Yeah, Richard the Third. Richard the Third. <laughs> you've got to agree because it's the right answer, or you've got to agree. Uh, I think well, I, uh, I Else, it would be around that time period. I think Richard III died at the Battle of Bosworth, which was 1485. This was um, Henry VI, 
Slightly um, awkwardly, that's what I've written down. Right? Carry a bit in that down, not really. <laughs> Never mind. Was close. Yeah, close to <laughs> Yeah. Okay, question two. Category is great film. In which film would you hear the line, if you're from Africa, why are you white? <gasps> yes, I'm locking it in. This is more my sort of level of question. <laughs> All right, Rain Dave. Absolute classic. So that's the quote was, if you're from Africa, why are you white? What film would get Karen so excited? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I just get excited if I know the answer to something and it's not history. Is it going to be a comedy or is it going to be something serious is the thing? I, I I would probably go down the comedy route here. Some Adam Sandler or Ben Stiller type film. See, I was thinking more, and I don't know why, and, and obviously it doesn't fit with the line, something like Coming to America. But I've got no real knowledge whatsoever. I've got no idea where it is. Be Ace Ventura. The second one. Call of the Wild. <laughs> Let's go with that. Good Ace Ventura 2, Call of the Wild. Okay, okay locking in with that. Or, or, or could it be an animal one? Could it be a trick? Could it, could it be like Madagascar or something? He's, he's real trying <clears> to <throat> throw a curveball on this. Oh, good shout. Good shout, Dave. Go on, let's go for that then. That sounds better. Was that Madagascar? Yeah, we're going with Madagascar. Okay, Karen? Um, I looked in the absolute classic of Mean Girls. It is Mean Girls, yes. Yay! <laughs> and for some reason, maybe we weren't on that one. I don't know why. <laughs> Question three, the category is the US of A. If you travel south from Kansas, which state would you get to next? That's if you travel south from Kansas, which state would you get to next? Okay, Rob and Karen have locked in. Ray and Dave, what are you guys thinking? Well, we were thinking that Kansas is somewhere in the middle, and we believe that Texas is too far to the west. And so, if you think about the states at the bottom, we've got going across from uh, east to west Florida and Louisiana and Tennessee and Georgia and all around there. So we're going to go, I think, with Georgia. Georgia, okay. The only other knowledge I can chuck in is obviously we know that hurricanes happen there because we've seen it in the film. If you remember <laughs> Trump's diagram, from Florida, can, the hurricanes can extend on any Sharpie market area across from there. <laughs> so as long as you're within that Sharpie zone, you should be all right. Okay, Rob, what did you guys lock in with? Uh, we locked in with Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay, no points here, I'm afraid. Oh. The answer is Oklahoma. That was my oh. first one. Oh, was it? Oh, never mind. Oh, lucky. Okay, question four. The category is mm, chocolate. <laughs> the Tobler own logo <laughs> includes a depiction of which mountain? I think That's I can the lock in on this. Tobler own logo includes a depiction of which mountain? Okay, um, I think they're locking in. So Ray and Dave, you guys can discuss. My first thought, I don't know, would be Mont Blanc, but totally on Swiss. I'm thinking Matterhorn. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone for different different areas geographically there, haven't we? They both came with M, though. <laughs> so should try and mumble answer again, see where we get to. <laughs> no points for mumble. Yeah. <laughs> you give it in your best Yorkshire accent. Right. Um, Which one are you going for? I'll always go with Ray's knowledge because he knows more than me. Okay. No, don't do it. <laughs> what are you saying, mate? <laughs> Which one? I'll hand over to Ray. Go on. Oh, this is why I say Mont Blanc now, is it? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying Mont Blanc. No, he's not. I've, I've no idea. Right, go on. Those two now. Dave, over Don't to you then. A coin. Okay, right on the count of three, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> One, two, One, two three. three. Raymond. Yeah, ah. So what does that well, mean? On the strength of that, we're going for Matterhorn. Matterhorn, okay. And Karen, what did you lock in with? Um, I also put Matterhorn. It is the Matterhorn. <laughs> Yay! Good work, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, question five. The category is Let's Get Lyrical. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy is a line from which song? Locking in. Locking in, mate. I'll say it again. That's a full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. Yeah, I can lock it in, I think. Okay, Karen, what are you guys saying then? I've gone with Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Ray? Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Fantastic, (laughs) points all round, very good. Okay, question six, it's science. No pressure, guys, no pressure. Okay, um... The three states of matter most people are familiar with are gas, liquid, and solid. What is usually described as the fourth state of matter? I'll say that once more. Um, the three states of matter most people are familiar with are gas, liquid, and solid. What is usually described as the fourth state of matter? Have you two locked oh, in? Unsurprisingly, well, the scientists are locked in. Okay, the scientists are locked in. Rob and Karen, you can talk out loud. I know, like, roughly what I mean. Can we be quite vague in our answer? There's a single word answer the time after. Okay, that, oh. that, I, I, well, my initial thought was gravy. Lock <laughs> <laughs> it in. But now you're going towards custard. No, that's what I mean. I wrote liquid solid because of, I know what I mean. I no, I think I've got I've got a word. Okay, you have your word then. Right. Well, you can say it out loud, Rob. What are you saying then? Um, so I'm going to go for plasma. Okay. Rain Dave? I presume, Raymond, we're going for superheated gases lose electrons as plasma. Yes, we're going to go oh, for plasma. Wow. You can verify that Rob was correct. Excellent. Amazing, it's Rob. been verified. <laughs> Points all round. Great Woo-hoo. answer. Question seven. So as I've just had a science question, it's only fair. The next one is Hungarian politics. <laughs> now we're joking. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> The next one is on poetry. Oh, God. Which poet wrote the famous line, "'Tis better to have loved and lost? So I'll say that again. Which poet wrote the famous line, "'Tis better to have loved and lost? Can the English teachers lock in as quick as the science teachers did? That's the question. I've had Hungarian politics. Yeah. I mean, it's... I've heard of... I've heard of that phrase, Rob. I have, actually, but it's not one I'm confident on. 
No, I feel like I recognise it as well, and it's it's at the end, isn't it? I've no idea. <laughs> All right, Rob, what did you guys lock in with? We took a guess on Robert Cross. Okay. But we're not at all confident. Can I just preface this with the fact that I don't want to be too embarrassed. As an English teacher, my specialism is language. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get fired from my job. Okay, Ray and Dave, what did you guys go for? Well, our, our initial thoughts were Shakespeare, but then we think it sounds a bit too moderny for Shakespeare. So we're going to go um, with our second thought, which was Alfred Lord Tennyson. From the poem In Memoriam, it is Alfred Lord Tennyson. Oh, oh get in. Get in. The English teachers have been outdone by the science teachers. Give us a question on uh, parts of speech. We'll be fine. Uh, no. Oh. Question eight. The category is, ooh, political. Who served as acting leader of the Labour Party in 2010 and 2015? Who served as acting leader of the Labour Party in 2010 and 2015? Is anyone going to lock in? Uh, should, we, should we just confirm? I think I know. But I we... think I know too. Okay, Karen, you and Rob were between two. What did you end up going for? Um, we have gone for, in the end, Harriet Harman. Okay, Vain Dave? We've both gone for Harriet Harman too. Yes. Correct answer. Points all round. Oh, thrilled. Question nine. The category is football. Which team won both the last FA Cup final at the old Wembley and the first FA Cup final at the new Wembley? Ooh, that's a question. It's, uh, it's between two, Dave, I think. I feel like I should really know this, and it's, I feel like David's going to leave me when I get it inevitably wrong. <laughs> um, I've got a thought on it. Named a football team, Rob. <laughs> Warrington. <laughs> Okay, Rob and Karen are locked in with an answer. Ray and Dave, what are you guys thinking? We had it down to two um, because of the time period, either Arsenal or Man U. And we're thinking because of your bias, you're trying to make us big up their <laughs> achievements <laughs> and forcing us down an alley to, to go with Manchester United. Oh, so you locked in with that? Okay, um, Rob and Karen? Oh, I put Chelsea. You put Chelsea. Um, I was at the first game at the new Wembley and unfortunately United lost in what was a shocking game. The winning goal was scored by Didier Drogba. It was Chelsea. Oh, get out of town! Didn't even consider them. Final question of the first half. A bit of culture. Ooh. Ness and Dorma is an aria performed in the first act of which opera? That's well, Ness and Dorma is an aria from in the first act of which oh, opera. I will hand over to Ray on this one. <laughs> You've handed over, okay. Ray's locked in, so... Uh, Rob and uh, Karen, you guys can talk out loud on this one because they've already Great. locked in. Rob, do you know any operas? Um, plenty, but not this one. No, I don't know. Should we just name a random opera? What, what, Carmen? Is that an opera? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray, what are you guys saying? Turandot. It is Torandot oh. by Puccini. 
Funnily enough, I didn't think of Tor and Dot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, very good knowledge. At the halfway point then, it's very close. Karen and Rob are on 13 and Ooh. Ray and Dave are on 14. Okay, it's time for the special midpoint question. Um, potential five points up for grabs. What will happen is I will give you five clues to one answer, which will get progressively easier, hopefully, as they go on. Um, if you get it from one clue, you get five. If you get it from two clues, you get four, and so on and so on. But when you lock in with an answer, you have to commit to it. Okay? Your first clue, then, for five points if you get it straight away, I was the first actor to receive a $20 million salary for a film. Is there anyone feeling brave enough to try and go for five points? Or do you want the next one? I've got an inkling, but I'm not confident enough. Okay. Um, the, it's a bit of a left field inkling ditto, as well. Ditto, I think, I think it's <laughs> I'm going to put in my but... guesses. All right, the next I'm just, one. Well, I'm just going oh, to oh. quickly message um, Ray with my answer. Okay. If he agrees with that. You might lock in for five. Mental. I think this is a role I was offered. Probably. <laughs> Looking at Ray's reaction, I've not got the same person as him. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In that case, I'll that give case you we, the... We won't commit. The four-point clue, then. Um, one of my first film appearances was a cameo in the 1988 film The Deadpool where I was seen miming to the song, Welcome to the Jungle. So that's one of my first film appearances was a cameo in the 1988 film, The Deadpool, where I was seen miming to the song, Welcome to the Jungle. That's oh. ruled out my answer at least. Okay, are we uh, fancying and mine. number three? <laughs> okay, uh, for three points then, if you are looking at this point, I played Edward Nigma in a 1995 film. Locking in. Right, they're locking in. Ray, do you want to um, text me over your answer? Obviously not in the group, um, so I know what you're locking in with. Okay. Rob and Karen, do you guys want another clue? Well, I've never heard of this Edward Nigma fella. Have you? Yeah, we'll need another clue, please. Okay. Question two. I'm the only actor who has played arguably two of the greatest Christmas villains, the Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, okay. Do we have to text it you or something? Um, text it me, yeah, because for people listening, if you've, you? um, yeah, if you've not got it yet, I will tell you what the 1.1 would have been. Um, in my breakthrough film, I rescued a dolphin <laughs> and an NFL quarterback who had been kidnapped. Okay, um, so the answer is what? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And Ray, would you like to explain the significance of Edward Nigma? Well, that sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, there we go. Enigma. It's the riddler in Batman. Yeah, it's a, it's a riddle thing. Enigma. Enigma. Very good, right? So that is going to be um, two points for Karen and Rob. And. Three points for Ray and Dave. Going into the second half then, uh, Karen and Rob have got 15 and Ray and Dave have got 17. Um, question one for round three. 
The theme is Disney Mashup. Join the name of a character from a 1991 Disney film with a character from a 1989 Disney film to get this band's name. I'll say that again. Join the name of a character from a 1991 Disney film with a character from a 1989 Disney film to get this band's name. And Karen and Rob, what are you guys thinking? Uh, we're not, are we? We're, we're trying to figure out the films first. Lion King was later. That okay. was about 94, I think. Okay. It was before Lion King. So it could be Beauty and the Beast isn't a bad shout. Something Beast? Beast? Is Aladdin around there? Oh, yeah. Al- what's, what is there in Aladdin? Jasmine. No, that's not got anything. What's um, Genie? What's, what's the little parrot called? Oh, he, mm, there's no band called Iago. Well, no band that you've heard of. True, I'm so sorry if there is one out there. Gonna go and start one now. Quick, make some band names like Car Seat Headrest, don't say so. Car Seat Headrest are a great band. Is there any, any characters called Super Anything? No, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not getting it. Okay, you're going to leave this one. Uh, I have a feeling you might kick yourselves. Dave? We are going with a character from Beauty and the Beast mm. and a character from Under the Sea, one which I don't even know what it's called. I'm going for Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. Oh, uh, we didn't think of Belle. We mm. were just saying Beauty. Oh, I Very think we're well in Super Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> Like Lady and the Tramp, and then I was like, maybe there's a super Maybe, maybe. Oh, never mind. Question two, the round is called Get the Guitar. I'm going to play you a very brief bit of an intro, and I would just like you to tell me the name of the song, okay? I don't need the band, just the song. I will play it through twice for you. Do that once more with you. We're locking in. Okay, locking in. Rob, what did you lock in with? Um, well, I met her in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lola. Lola. Dave and Ray? We're saying Lola, Lola too. Lola. Points all round. Very well done. Well played, David. Thank you. Well played indeed. Just going to say thank you to Big Dave for giving me the idea for that last question. Um, going to move on now to question three. The theme is, I come from the land down under. And the question, what is the state capital of Queensland? What is the state capital of Queensland? Karen and Robert locked in their answer. Dave, what are you guys thinking? Well, I'm annoyed because, as I said this morning, um, I've just been watching NRL non-stop since that's the only sport on TV at the moment, <laughs> so I should have paid more attention. I'm getting the Queensland and the New South Wales all in a tiz, but I'm edging towards Brisbane. OK. And Rob and Karen? We named a city in Australia, Melbourne. The answer is Brisbane. Of course it is. Hey. Melbourne's Victoria, isn't it, I think? Um, Melbourne's Victoria, yes, yeah. Question... Four, the round is arty. Which post-impressionist painted Sleeping Gypsy in 1897? Which post-impressionist painted Sleeping Gypsy in 1897? 
How are you on your post-impressionists, Rob? I'm uh, not good. No, me neither. Should we just make one up? Okay, Rob and Karen have locked in. Dave and Ray, what have you got an answer? We're just trying to get the era right. We're sort of bouncing between Gauguin, Descartes, Picasso type people. And I think we're going for, although it would make it his earlier work. And it's, I'm annoyed because I've been to his museum and I can't put the dates on it. We're going for Picasso. Okay, Karen and Rob. Oh, well, we did similar things in thinking about periods of work and bouncing lots of names around. And we came up with, Paul Cezanne, because we knew both of his names. Very good. Um, no points here, I'm afraid. Aww. It's Henri Rousseau. Bloody hell. No. no. <laughs> Question five. The round is acronym. What does the acronym UNICEF stand for? That's what does the acronym UNICEF stand for? Um, have you both locked in answers? To a degree. All right, so uh, <laughs> when you guys say yours first, thanks. I know Rob and Karen have locked in. Well, we're thinking that some of the letters don't actually stand for anything and they come from the word that it does stand for something. So okay. we're just going with United Nations Children's Fund. Okay. Um, Rob, what did you guys lock in with? We went very similar. We went United Nations... International Childhood or Children's Emergency Fund. It is United... That doesn't sound similar at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just come back to words. It is United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. So points to Rob and Karen. Very well Yay! done. We love charity. All right, question six. The theme is he's got the X Factor. If Shane Ward were to address the English Football League's dubious goal committee... He may say this, the name of his only UK number one single. Locking this in. Locked in. Okay, oh, everyone what? is locking in. All right, uh, Ray, what have you locked in with? That's my goal. I concur. Points all around. That's my goal. Question seven, more food. Yes. What is the primary ingredient in the Eastern European dish borscht? What is the primary ingredient in the Eastern European dish Borscht. I think I'm good to lock in. Okay, Ray and Dave, you can talk out loud. My first thought was like a cabbage type thing. My first thought was red cabbage. So we're going with cabbage then, yeah. Okay, red cabbage. Red uh, Karen, what did you put? Oh, I put beetroot. Correct answer is beetroot. <gasps> no. Question eight is on history. Which nurse who helped with the wounded during the Crimean War was posthumously awarded the Jamaican Order of Merit in 1991? So which yeah. nurse who helped with the wounded during the Crimean War posthumously was posthumously awarded the Jamaican Order of Merit in 91? Okay, Rob's locked that in, so Ray and Dave, you can talk. I can only name one nurse from the Crimean War, so I yeah. assume that's who we're going with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you saying then, Dave? Florence Nightingale. Okay, uh, Rob? Uh, I think Mary Seacole. It is Mary Seacole. Yes, Very Rob. well done. Oh my God, this is it. This is the comeback. Sorry, Ray. Really. <laughs> no, 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 no. Comeback time. <laughs> right, question nine. The category is Ab Fab. In the TV show Absolutely Fabulous, what is Eddie's surname? 
that's in the TV show Absolutely Fabulous. What is Eddie's surname? Uh, we can lock that in. Okay. Oh, excellent. Rob's locking in again. Rob. Ray and Dave? <laughs> Never seen it. No idea. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm going to be guessing. Oh, good work, Rob. Do you want to have a guess then, gents? What, you want an actual answer even though we don't have an answer? Uh, do, you want to well, make, do, 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 do you have a funny guess or do you want to pass? Clading bull, how about that? Oh, that's a lovely answer. Okay, Rob, what's the answer? I, I think it's Monsoon. It is Eddie Monsoon, well done. Okay, the final question of round three, question ten. Category is let's have a drive. The car manufacturer Dacia was formed in which country? The car manufacturer Dacia performed in which country? Hey Rob, what did you guys lock in with? Uh, we said Korea. Okay, Ray and Dave? Uh, well, we've gone, we, we, we've instantly thought it was um, Eastern European. Okay. And we have a kind of a faded recollection of a Top Gear episode, and we know that James May was celebrating um, Dacia cars, and we think um, purely because of a Top Gear connection, we think Romania. The correct answer is Romania. Oh, well done. Well done, Ray. Good knowledge. Going into the final round, it's Karen and Rob with 21 and Ray and Dave with 22. Ooh. All to play for. It's close. It's exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> right, the way this last round will work is there's going to be 10 questions. You don't have to answer them if you don't know. If you answer one and get it wrong, you get zero for the round. If you choose to go for all 10, you can get a bonus five. So it's potential 15 points, but you only need to go for the ones that you are confident on. Okay, so for the final round, I'm going to go through all 10 questions in one go. Starting with question one, who directed Goodfellas? That's question one, who directed Goodfellas? Question two, in Cockney rhyming slang, how much is a monkey? That's in Cockney rhyming slang, how much is a monkey? Question three, who preceded Emmanuel Macron as president of France? That's who preceded Emmanuel Macron as president of France? Question four, when placed in order, which of the seven countries that end in Stan would come in the middle? So when placed in alphabetical order, that is, sorry. Which of the seven countries that end in Stan would come in the middle? Question five is how many players are on a field hockey team? That's how many players are on a field hockey team? Question six, to which country does the island of Elba belong? That's to which country does the island of Elba belong? Question seven is who provides the voice of Meg in Family Guy? That's who provides the voice of Meg in Family Guy. Question eight is using the usual height above sea level measure. What is the tallest mountain in the world that isn't part of the Himalayas? So that's using the usual height above sea level measure. What is the tallest mountain in the world that isn't part of the Himalayas? Um, question nine. This is a tough one. What is the official residence of the Archbishop of Canterbury? What is the official residence of the Archbishop of Canterbury? And finally, question 10. According to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 
what is the answer to life, universe and everything? That's according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What is the answer to life, universe and everything? I'm going to give you a bit of time to go away and decide which ones you're going to go for and then you can come back with your answers. Okay then, question one. Rob, did you guys go for this? Who directed Goodfellas? I've this one, yes. What have you put? We've put Martin Scorsese. Okay, Ray and Dave? We've also gone with Martin Scorsese. Okay. That that fills me with confidence. Excellent. Uh, Question two, the Cockney rhyming slang one. Dave and Ray, did you guys go for this? We have gone for it, yes. What did you put? Uh, we think it's 500 pounds. Okay, Karen and Rob. Karen, did you guys go for this? No, thank you. No? Okay. Um, question three, which was, who was before Macron? Rob, did you guys go for this? We did, yes. What did you put? And we, after some debate, went for Francois Holland. Okay. Dave and Ray, have you guys gone for that? Uh, we went for a different guy. Okay. Because no. you say his name, Francois Hollande. Oh. <laughs> I was worried that we so, said it wrong. So you auction name, you don't pronounce your H's. <laughs> okay, question four was the um, all the stands in alphabetical order, what comes in the middle? Um, Dave, did you guys get an answer for this? Yeah, we've, we're going for Pakistan as okay. the middle. Okay, Karen, did you guys get this? Yeah, and we're going for exactly the same, Pakistan as the middle. Okay, so. very good. Number five was the players on a field hockey team. Uh, Rob, did you guys go for this? I didn't even attempt that one. Okay. Um, Ray, did you guys have a go at this? Yes, and we believe it's 11. Okay. Um, For number six, which is to which country does the island of Elba belong? Karen, did you guys have a go at this? Yes, we've guessed at Italy because Rob's been there. Okay. Uh, Ray and Dave? We've also gone for Italy. Very good. Because Rob's been there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question seven was who voices Meg in Family Guy? Ray, did you get an answer for this? We have an answer for this, and we think we know. We know. We know. Well, there's more than one answer actually, because the first. Who's the most the most common voice of uh, Meg? Yeah. Well, we've gone for Mila Kunis. Okay. Um, I can't remember asked last time, but Karen and Rob. We have also gone for Mila Kunis. Also gone for Mila Kunis. Okay. Um, Right, number eight, Rob. Did you get an answer for the biggest mountain that's not in the Himalayas? Oh, we, we, Karen had a couple of suggestions, but none, but we were confident. Right, okay. Dave, did you guys put an answer? We've got an answer, but we decided not to play it, because it's it's our least certain answer, but... Okay. I think I do know it, but it's too much of a gamble. Out of interest, then, what, what, I mean, I won't give the answer yet, but what would you have said? We'd have gone for Kilimanjaro. Okay, right. Um, question nine was where does the Archbishop of Canterbury live? Ray, did you guys get an answer for this? Oh, we're on uh, nine? Yes. At Lambeth Palace. Lambeth Palace, okay. Karen, did you guys get an answer? No, Rob knew it was something palace, but we couldn't remember what it was. Right, okay. He's right there, but we didn't get it. Fair enough. Um, Number ten then, Rob, did you get an answer for the answer to everything in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The answer is 42, but what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> and Ray and Dave, did you guys get an answer? We got 42, and I think the question is, what do you get if you multiply 6 by 9? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Okay. Um, right. 
So, I'll go through the answers then in order. Um, there's nowhere where you've gone for both gone for it, but different answers. I'll go for the ones where you've both give answers first then, I think. Um, question one, Goodfellas was Martin Scorsese. So you both got that, well done. Yay. Um, I'll leave two for now, because only one you gave an answer. Question three, um, who preceded Macron? It was Francois Hollande, well done. Number four, um, if you put the stands in alphabetical order, it is Pakistan in the middle, very good. I'll leave five for now. Number six, Elba does belong to Italy. Um, number seven, Family Guy, Meg is voiced by Mila Kunis. No one for eight, so I'll leave that for now. Um, number nine, I'll leave that as well. Number ten, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is 42. Um, first of all, I'll go to number eight. So at that point, Karen and Rob, you've definitely got one, two, three, four, five, six for the round there. Yay! Giving you a final score... Of 27, I believe. Not to be... Not too shabby. Um, right, so, first of all, number eight, the um, Himalaya, um, the biggest mountain not in the Himalayas. Um, it's a good job you didn't go for it. It's actually K2, because that's in the Karakorams. So it's a very good job you didn't go for that. Right, so let's see Thank if the other... About see if the yeah. other answers that you gave are right. Um, number yes. two, a monkey is £500. That one is correct. Number five, in a field hockey team, it is 11. And yes. I think you're confident on this one. Archbishop of Canterbury is Lambeth Palace, giving you nine for the round and therefore a final score of 31. So the final scores, Karen and Rob, 27. The Woo-hoo. winners, Ray and Dave, 31. Well done, Ray and Dave. Very well done. Well deserved. Well played all. Well played all. Good, <laughs> Good questions, game. David. Thank Very you. Yeah, you've uh, you. you've done very well with them. Actually, those scores were probably higher than I was anticipating. I <laughs> wish you'd have gone for a, for a Kilimanjaro now. That would have been hilarious. That was the answer. Sorry, it I was K two, which is the second tallest. Did you write that? I wrote K two. Very good. Very good. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay, so that's it for the first podcast. Thank you to Rob, Ray, Dave, Karen. Thank you to David. We will. Thank you to David. Thank you, David. No problem. No worries. Right. We'll see you again. Bye. 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 Right, I've asked you all to prepare an interesting fact for us, Rob. Yeah, okay. So, um, my interesting fact is called The White Ship, which um, was a voyage from France to Britain. Um, and on this ship was the only legitimate heir of Henry I. And unfortunately, the ship sank. Um, and Henry was left in a situation where he had to name his daughter as his heir. So she would have been, this was his daughter Matilda, she would have been the first queen of Britain, uh, sorry, of, of England. But... Um, when it came to Henry's death, the Norman barons weren't particularly interested in having a queen, so they put Stephen uh, in place as king instead. He was, a, I think, a great-grandson of, of uh, William the Conqueror. So, to solve the civil war which followed, um, they agreed that Matilda's son Henry would become, another Henry would become king after that. 
And I think this is a fascinating little story because without without this ship sitting, there's no Plantagenets, there's no War of the Roses. It's made up um, a whole host of British history. Thank you, Rob. Very nice, snappy fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it light. Keep it, <laughs> keep it light with a quick history of Britain. <laughs> Just to, to lighten this a little bit, there were 300 people on the ship. One of them survived, so 299 deaths. But, but that know. one survived, so, you know. Nice happy note to start the podcast. Uh, Ray, what's Wait, yours? Should go first? <laughs> uh, Ray, over to you. Um... Well, I, I could go, I could give you a couple now, based on uh, events changing history, following on from Rob. I could I could tell you the fact that I came prepared with. Go on, nice quick one. Okay, um, Volkswagen. Everyone knows that Volkswagen makes cars, mm-hmm. but there is a consumer product that Volkswagen makes more of than cars. Ooh. So is this a bit where you guys try and guess it, or shall I just tell you? Um. I'm trying to think, but nothing's springing to mind. Yeah, go on, tell us. Um, Volkswagen makes more sausages than oh. cars. Sorry, what? That is interesting. Sausages. sausages. Currywurst. They make lots of currywurst. Mm. No way. There we go. Thank you, Ed. Dave? Is it under a particular brand that they sell that? VW, obviously. <laughs> VW sausage. VW sausage. Mm. Or oh, maybe it's Volkswurst. Oh, nice. Mm. See what you did there. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Dave? I'll stick on a food theme then for following Ray. Yep. There are more baked beans in a can than there are spaghetti hoops in a similar sized can. <laughs> Excellent. I must find out if this is true. Did you count them? Is that what you've been doing with lockdown? Yes. In lockdown? Well, I've only just found out. I presumed it was standard quiz knowledge, cause I, but I've only just found out there's apparently. Well, how many beans do you think there are in a, in a normal can? No idea. Uh, 112. I'd gone more. I would have gone similar. There's 465 apparently oh, when okay. Greg Wallace went round the factory and just outside of Wigan. Oh, I wanted to watch mm. that. I cannot cool. find a definitive answer for the number of spaghetti hoops, but the Sun <laughs> did a brand by brand on a non-scientific. They opened one can of each, and mostly there was more beans. If you're talking about the major selling brand, they only had 410 beans in their can of beans and 366 spaghetti hoops. Oh. Hmm. Very good. Good to, good to know. Excellent. Useful. Thank you. Karen, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, I've gone along the line of the fact that we are all teachers that hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, so I decided to look up famous people that have been teachers in the past for my fact. So um, writers, there's been J.K. Rowling, Dan Brown, Stephen King and George Orwell. Famous musicians that have been teachers, Brian May, Sting, the lead singer of Vampire Weekend, which I didn't realise, um, and my personal favourite, Gene Simmons from Kiss, was a primary school teacher, which is kind of scary. That would be scary. And then um, some famous actors that have been teachers, John Hamm, Hugh Jackman, Liam Neeson, and then my absolute favourite one out of all of them, Mr T. Wow. <laughs> Imagine wow. having Mr T as your teacher. Um, I pick the fool when Mr T is a teacher. <laughs> Okay. I think you should worry more about Liam Neeson being the teacher. Yeah, yeah true. Do you know why he quit teaching? Because he punched a student in the face. So you're spot on there, right? We should cool. all be scared of you. That's pretty <laughs> cool. By Liam Neeson. 
Okay, uh, and my fact is that Team GB are the only team who won a gold medal at every single Summer Olympic Games. Ooh. Mm. There we go. I think it helps that the Americans um, obviously boycotted the Russian one and vice versa. David, if you're recording, there's someone about to knock on my front door, I think. So. Oh, is there? Someone's knocking at the door. Someone's ringing a bell. Someone's knocking at the door. Is it well, the post? Doing, what's his face? Rod Hall and Amy. Give me, give me 20 seconds to get this delivery. Okay. There's somebody at the door. Mm-hmm. There's somebody, somebody at, at the door. door. <laughs> <laughs>